Hello, it's Wednesday, the 14th of June, 2023. It was that time I did a show with our Clive, a good live show, but we're going to be touching on all sorts of things this week. Um, it's getting very hot, not that I'm complaining because I am a sun worshipper, but it is getting very hot. It's getting very, very sticky. My son was up during the night, not knowing what to do with himself. And then he wakes up in the morning. It seems his hay fever is actually worse in the evening. But all of these things that happen with hot weather, sunburn, etc. And how to look after yourself. The only person who looks after me is Mr. Clive DeCarl. Hello. Hello, Lou. So it's getting hot. Not, as I say, not that I'm complaining. Not at all. I love it. But people are suffering, Clive. They've got hay fever season. Uh my son didn't know what to do with himself last night. He woke up just sweating, not knowing what to do. And I'm like, try the menopause. This is the doddle. Um, so come on. What can people do to prepare for summer, sunburn, hay fever, allergies? What okay, well, uh, number one in the repertoire would probably be simply vitamin C. It's super effective for for, for many people, for, for allergies like hay fever. So that's certainly worth looking at. Um, just give me one second. Yeah, I mean, I've said we'll get a fan. I actually found you could get those gel, gel uh, pads for dogs. Well, I, 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 I've got one for myself that I just put over my pillow and it really helped. He did come into the night. He woke me up to tell me last night that he found that soaking a sock and putting it round your neck helps. I'm so glad I you. Got, I, I got woken up about quarter to midnight with that uh, with that bit of advice from my son. Well, uh, clearly very important. Definitely worth waking you up for. Yes. <laughs> so those are those are the tips from the Collins household. Have an old sock during the night if you're hot and whack it round your neck. Soak it in cold water and put it round your neck. So but Clive's got better advice. Go on. Well, um, uh, stinging nettle tinctures or stinging nettle uh, in whatever form you like. It could be tea, could be soup, could be pesto, which is the way I, I, I like stinging nettles. For some people, uh, that knocks out their hay fever, stinging nettles. Wow. So, Clive, how do you make the pesto? Because I see the word pesto and I think nuts, which obviously, as you know, I have a nut allergy. So... What, how do you make the pesto for with um, nettles, Clive? Okay, well, it's dead easy. Any sort of pesto, you, you put in, you know, say you've got uh, green, bitter leaves. doesn't matter whether it's wild garlic or it could be coriander or it could be basil uh, or, in this case, nettles. All, all you've got to do is get one of those sort of whizzer machines. cost about 20 quid, you know, handheld thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I've got. And... Uh, I if I don't want to put nuts in there, uh, I mean pine nuts are the classic, but they're quite expensive. Uh, I use uh, sunflower seeds. I often uh, sprout them, or pumpkin seeds, or a mixture of the two. I might sprout them and put them in. Um, only a tiny bit sprouting. Uh, and if you like cheese, put in lots of cheese. Parmesan is the, the the classic. Then you can add garlic if you like that, chili if you like that, and then lots of olive oil. And with olive oil, it's important always to get the extra uh, extra virgin 
uh, organic. Uh, there's a massive fraud going on in the olive oil industry at the cheap end of the products. You know, it's just yeah, cut, was... cut with other stuff and people can't tell. I was going to say, what is the difference? Well, you know, you've got virgin olive oil, extra virgin. What is the difference between uh, it, them? It's uh, extra virgin is first pressing, virgin is second pressing, and then there's third pressing, fourth pressing, and God knows what after that. Right, I see. Okay. But, so always go with the extra virgin. Yeah, but more important is to make sure it's being grown naturally. Okay. You know, you don't have to say organic on it, but you know, a lot of farmers don't want to go through the rigmarole and the expense of getting organically tested. But you know, there's still many far farmers uh, are honest. I mean, yeah. one step up in some people's opinion from organic is biodynamic. Okay. And biodynamic is the growing in the Steiner way. Right. So, uh, you know, very successful, been used for over 100 years, works well. Yeah. Um, but I went to a very interesting garden many years back, which was a Shumei garden. And uh, Shumei uh, was a gardening system developed by a guy called Matsusama in Japan. And um, uh, the first time I, I saw one of these Shumei gardens, I asked the, the gardener, uh, Shinya, his name was, he, he lives in England, this garden is in England, in Yatesbury. And I said, you know, what do you use? Do you use so animal fertilizer? Do you use rotted manure, you know, leaves, leaf mold? What, what do you use? And he looked at me in the eyes and said, no, we only use love. Oh. And how they do it uh, is, you know, I mean, you ask most farmers about crop rotation and they will tell you it's necessary. However, in a forest, there is no crop rotation. The mother plant drops the seeds and the baby plant grows in exactly the same soil, exactly the same spot. There is no crop rotation in a forest and there's no crop rotation in shoemay gardening. What you do is you collect the seed from the mother plant and you dig up some of the soil where the mother plant grew and you grew the, grew the, grow the seed the next year in the soil it's used to and then you put it back um you know if it's an annual for instance you put it back exactly where the mum was the previous year okay. so it goes totally against um modern farming techniques and there are one or two disadvantages with it um uh, in that it can be slower and your crop yield may or may not end up as good as it otherwise would uh, having visited the garden a lot of times knowing uh, just having recently been to another garden who are doing the same thing the results when when they they when they've really got it is fantastic and uh, yeah a very very interesting system wow yeah that does sound interesting we should all be doing i mean i keep saying it i say it every year i'm going to get ready for next year though definitely to start growing uh, well it's not to... it's not too late now isn't it not no i mean there's certain things that it's a bit late for but there are many things that you can still get going now all you've got to do I mean, yeah, if you want a head start and you buy seedlings rather than grow from seed, because for some, some things you can still grow from seed, but for others, uh, the garden centres are still selling seedlings of vegetables that you could plant out. I should take a trip up to the garden centre. I've only got one up the road. I might just do that. The, um, uh, uh, the things to consider are if your neighbours are growing stuff, ask them what grows well, because their soil may well be very similar to yours. And, you know, copying what works is sometimes a good idea. And then if you're 
soil is rock hard, what you can do is get a bunch of cardboard and some straw yeah. and cut holes in the cardboard, lay it right over the top of the grass or whatever whatever it is that's growing there you want, you want to wipe out and put some potatoes in the holes that you've cut in the cardboard and then put a couple of feet of straw on top. Yeah, and yeah. 12 weeks later or whatever, uh, you can take the straw away and the, the potatoes, are, the roots have broken up the soil, which might have been dead hard. The, the grass and stuff should have died. And you've got potatoes more or less sitting on top. Well, that's what that's going to be jobs, uh, Jack's job for the rest of the afternoon, I think, and Clive. And, and, and actually, it doesn't take that long uh, to do. It, it's, it's not a difficult process. It's pretty obvious. You're just blocking out the light. And uh, yeah, 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 of course. It's not rocket science. OK, let's talk. So let's talk about people getting heat stroke in this heat. How can people, what should people be doing live? Well, a, a classic, um, if you've got some Celtic salt, um, run a lukewarm bath, put a, a few tablespoonfuls of Celtic salt in there and just rest in the bath. There's a lukewarm bath, probably might be very comfortable if you're really hot and it'll calm your body down and the salt will absorb through your skin and revitalise you with, with those trace minerals. Yeah. yeah, yeah, brilliant. Okay, that's one. Um, restless nights, uh, what to do during the restless nights as well? How to get a better night's sleep, I suppose, and it could work any season, whatever season, but particularly now people's sleep are, is going to be broken from, from the heat. So good sleep practice, Clive, a few little tips. Mm, good one. Well, um, people may be sweating more than they normally would, which means they'd be losing minerals in the sweat. You know, your, your sweat is very salty, isn't it, to taste. So um, other than maybe adding a little more salt to the food you eat, but it's got to be a good salt, a natural salt. Um, Celtic salt, preferably. Well, you know, that, that's one. Um, I've been in commun communication with Malden Sea Salt, who were telling me how good their stuff is. Okay. Uh, and uh, but nevertheless, uh, 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 making sure your magnesium levels are up. And you can get certain amount of magnesium from salt, more from Celtic possibly. But um, uh, make sure you, you drink enough water. You're hydrated, but possibly consider supplementing with magnesium because magnesium is the ultimate re relaxant. I would say uh, on a natural level. And uh, if you're more relaxed, you're going to sleep deeper and longer. Um, you know, some people may be staying awake because perhaps the nights are too too light and they need to darken their bedroom down completely, possibly. Um, the obvious things are obviously don't have your mobile phone on or anywhere near you. Don't have the internet on or, you know, or the router anywhere near you. Just yesterday I heard the story about this guy who'd... Um, had a sort of like a mystery illness and um they finally narrowed it down to emf damage and he said um, they asked him well where's your router and do you turn it off he said oh no my, mine's under my bed and uh, i've got one under my son's bed as well and as soon as he uh stopped uh, using the router and hardwired or whatever the story was uh, everything uh, sort you know all his problems went away right away but i appreciate he can be a problem and all of us i think can find it difficult 
um, uh, you know, one way, of course, is to keep the curtains shut in the day. You know, try and keep the heat out from the house in the first place. So when you do go to bed, it's still cool in the house, if that's possible. I keep my curtains because I've got blinds as well. So I open the windows, open the blinds, but I just close the curtains over. So yeah. there is, there's the air, you know, the air's getting through the curtains, but the sunlight's kind of blocking out a bit. Yeah. And I that does that does cool the place down a hell of a lot, I find. Now, we just before I pressed record club, I told you that I'd had a chat. It's a really, really interesting chat. And I think well, I'm gonna bring John O'Looney on this and ask him, but let's I want to carry on our discussion and just bring it out to the audience as well. So the lovely Dave Summer at Stockpate, we were having a chat the other day, and I said to him, When is all this gonna be over? When or how long have we got to go through this? Can you see anything? And then he said, well, I just want to know where the blood goes to. And I'm like, what? And he said, well, years ago when we died, we got buried. We put and that was it. He said, now your bodies are going to the funeral parlours and the blood's getting drained out of the body and it's being pumped with embalming fuel. He said, my question is, where does the blood go? So I've just popped that question to, to Clive. Clive thought it was a great question. And uh, I want to put it out to the audience as well. Does anybody else know where the blood goes? Does it just get flushed down the sink, down the drain? Does a company come and collect it? If so, who is that company? And what does that company do with it? And uh, yeah, those are the, the, Clive said we should be recording this. So I want to just kind of carry on this conversation, Clive. What do you think they would do with the blood? And am I right? Do they do they drain the bodies of blood and do they just pump it through with a farming fork? Because I don't know. I could be probably, I'm probably wrong. I don't know. Over to you, Clive. You're muted, by the way. Sorry. I believe you're right, but I've no idea what they do. It's not something I've ever looked into. Presumably they have to drain the blood out to put the embalming fluid in. So they, they must. I, I have no idea. Absolutely no idea. I don't know what they do with the blood of the cows and everything that have been injected with God knows what. I don't know where that goes down the drain or into the rivers or I don't know. But while we're talking to goes into the rivers and into our water supply system, that's that that, that would be the concern, yes. So um something interesting I learned the other day from a cat an organic cow farmer, yeah. which I didn't know, was that obviously if your cows are organic, you have to feed them organic food. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, the problem is they feed them organic soil or organic grains, and of course cows get ill, or they can do. Uh, they certainly not. They don't do well as well as they could by eating a, a diet which is unnatural to them, like soya or grains. But yeah. what I didn't know was that they're allowed to use non-organic bedding. Now, if you think about it, what do cows tend to eat? You know, to the bedding, the straw. Yes. The straw, the hay, the grass, but if they when they're in, they will be eating the straw. So they're using non-organic straw. Wow. So you've got to really consider that if they're cheating on that level, they'll cheat on every level they can if money is the only object. And for supermarkets, that's generally appears to be the case. Um, one's got to consider if you're going to carry on buying meat, particularly now they say they're going to be putting the mRNA jab into the animals as well that's the admitted policy really? um, where did that work? Oh, i haven't heard that one uh, this is happening in america but right, doubtless okay. what what happens it's in america, america of course i'm sorry say it again i said of course what happens in america eventually comes here 
Let's yes. look to America to see what's going on because it will come this way. But, you know, in so many cases, it turned out that it had already happened, but they hadn't bothered to mention it to us, you know. So, you know, I don't trust the authorities, unfortunately. It'd be wonderful if one could. Um, but I think what it says is that we need to start shopping more locally, find a farmer nearby who uh, breeds their animals uh, properly, you know, really properly, and maybe get together with some friends, and most of them won't deliver for under 50 quid or something, which might be more than you possibly want to spend on meat, but team up with some friends and buy directly from the farmer, in theory, one would hope it might be at least at least as good a value as the supermarket. I don't know, uh, but uh, at least you're cutting out that middleman. Um, but I think we we have to really up our game because if we demand better food, we'll get better food. But if we just lay down and take it, then it'll never it'll just get worse. So now's the time that we have to, you know, be the example ourselves of trying not not to poison Granny. You know, don't poison. The baby, don't poison the kids, don't poison husband, wife, you know, just uh, every time you go to the shop, you know, think, look, is is there a natural alternative? If I go to Waitrose, which is the only shop locally now that sells organic stuff near me, um, shopping is is a doddle because I know where all the organic stuff is. So other people are, you know, waste, wasting time looking looking at shelf after shelf. I can just pick pick what I need out right away. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I appreciate that some people don't have the money to buy organic, but in that case, it's worth thinking of how you can do it. You know, I, I quite like sprouting things and growing things. And, you know, even without a garden, there's lots of stuff you can grow in, indoors. You know, pea sprouts, you know, get some organic peas, preferably a heritage variety um, that's good for sprouting. And uh, you can just cut, you can just grow it on a shallow tray of soil and you can cut the pea shoots off. And they're quite expensive in Waitrose, and they don't have organic ones, but you could grow organic ones yourself without a garden if you've got a bit of windowsill space. Or... Yeah, exactly, yeah. You get those little sprouting pot things, don't you? You could just chuck them in there and just leave them on a the windowsill. You can. I mean, that's one way to do it. But even if you don't want to spend that on a sprouting pot, you can you can sprout in almost any container you, th you can think of, really. All you've got to do is, is keep, it, keep it damp, you know? Don't let it dry out and... You know, things, uh, uh, seeds and so on, don't need light to germinate. No. They've stored all the light up. You know, mum, the mum of the seeds stored up all the light uh, when it was alive. And, you know, so they don't need light. So you can you can grow them in a dark cupboard if you want to. You know. yeah. And one thing I remember years ago, and this was we were living in Wales at the time, my dad's, and uh, he was good friends with the local farmer. And he used to buy every year, reserve a whole lamb and a whole cow. And he would know what it's being fed, etc. And he would just buy that cow. And then when it was time, <coughs> they did all the business. And then he had, there's all the chops, there's all your meat. And it would last, it lasted ages, absolutely ages. And then he'd bag it all up and, and freeze it, cover it down into chops. They did it all for him. <laughs> cut it all into the different and I don't know how much that cost him but that meat lasted forever and he knew where it had come from and he knew it was organic and how it had been fed well you know we may have had this conversation before but 
I agree with everything that you've just said. And one cow, one sheep or something would probably feed, I don't know, one person, two, I don't know how many people for a year, let's say. Yeah. And two, let's say it's, it's, it, it's two animals, two animals have had to die. Uh, however, if, if you, instead of having the animals grazing on top of the land, you plowed the land, uh, you'd be killing uh, countless uh, insects, bugs, lady, you know, wh wh whatever the, the worms, the beetles, everything that lives underground. And so vegans, for instance, uh, are unwittingly causing the death of so much consciousness just by plowing, let alone uh, putting stuff on. You know, the, the ecosystem is perfect with grass on top and or meadows on top or herbs and, you know, if the land is left alone, uh, it's incredible the varieties that are there. You know, we used to eat off the land before they killed all the animals. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. So that is definitely something to to think of, guys, if there's a few of you in an area. I mean, we should get into um, Steve. He did his great, you know, his Awakened Pages. Um, and I know he was organising, you know, he was speaking to a farm to go, to organise his his boxes of stuff. So it might be worth us having a little catch up with him, actually, Steve Pollard from Awakening yes. to see how he's getting on. Yes, indeed. So that might be, I mean, I don't know how much a sheep goes for, a lamb goes for, or a calf, I don't know. There, um, it's, it's probably less expensive at the farmer's end than they would like. Yeah, of course, absolutely. I mean, the cost of lamb at the moment is absolutely ridiculous. Like just beyond there is no that's lamb is my favorite meat and i couldn't i can't afford to buy lamb it's that expensive it's it really is and so it'd be very interesting to uh figure out why it's expensive is it because they're paying farmers not to grow anything to eat they're paying them for rewilding is it that is it market manipulation what, what what is it have you any yeah, idea the worst, no i haven't got any idea but i think we these are little questions that could be asked i'm taking notes here so these are little things that i can uh just start poking around in and finding out why is it it's a very interesting subject so what else clive you've got a talk coming up uh you and richard vobes are having an evening with clive and richard so um what can people coming to that talk expect you're muted. Hopefully they can expect uh, to have a bit of a giggle because Richard is very funny. And, and so are you. And so are you. Uh, well, that's what people say. And I'm always, you know, when they... You really say, are. You really yeah. are. Um, so um, uh, basically I'm going to be speaking about... Um, well, I, probably the things that are exciting me at the moment. There are various new discoveries I've made, which uh, you know, I do a lot of a lot of research. I really enjoy that side of it. And I mean, for instance, turns out that people who uh, are anorexic have a deficiency of vitamin B one. Okay. Uh, and uh, I'm going to be explaining what deficiencies can, in many cases, resolve various problems. Let me tell you, however, a, an incredible story about a friend of mine at school. After we left school, he became anorexic. 
And I thought only girls became anorexic at that point. Anyway, he was anorexic and he just couldn't see it. You know, he, he, he was getting so ridiculously thin, but not according to him. You know, he was fine according to him. Then one day he sees an, another anorexic kid um, uh, at the end of the hallway. And he literally runs to explain to this guy that, look, he's dying. And he realizes it's a full length mirror. And that cured him. Wow. Wow. And it was him all along. What happened to him? Oh, he was cured after that. He, he saw it for real. He looked in the mirror every day, but he looked just fine to him. But when he saw it, when he didn't realize it was him, you know, because we all have a self-image. I mean, have you had that thing where years go by and suddenly you catch your image in the mirror at a strange angle and you go, oh, bloody hell, I've got so old. Yeah, yeah, every day, yeah, every day. Oh, well, (laughs) so it was happening every day to me as well. So I literally made an agreement with the mirror that instead of being horrified, I would look in the mirror and say, you're incredibly handsome for your age, right? (laughs) And I just decided I'm just not having it anymore. It was the same with washing up. You know, I used to do the washing up and really dislike it. Uh, Then I decided I'm going to do a deal with the sink that I'm going to use this time for, you know, nice thoughts or, or whatever. And because um, I realised I was in a habit of responding in certain set ways. Yes. It weren't serving me. Yeah. Uh, similarly, I was making assumptions about stuff. and I ended up putting a post-it note on the mirror in the living room, which said, are you sure what you're thinking is true or is it just an yeah. assumption? Because oh so- my, that's me down to a T. I need to have them everywhere. And I do sort myself out a while, but I make these assumptions and I get myself. I, Jack said you're having a midlife crisis to me the other day. And I can totally, I totally am. Totally going through midlife crisis. And he keeps saying, go and have a word with Clive. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, one of the uh, interesting books uh, is called Get the Life You Want. Okay. Get the Life You Want. And uh, it's 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 full of little, if you like, bits of self-hypnosis where you decide uh, that maybe you want to break a habit. I mean, there's nothing wrong with habits if they're good ones, but yeah. you want to break a bad habit, uh, which, which is maybe, you know, not, not you necessarily. People might not think enough of themselves. They might have uh, been told they're useless. I mean, you know, all this stuff we get, we get told. And, of course, at some level it sinks in. And so there are super simple techniques you can do by yourself on yourself which have been practiced and perfected over the years and i i've used a couple of the techniques from that book in particular to get people out of really nasty spots i mean the first time i used the, these two particular techniques it the whole thing took le- less than 10 minutes the first technique took one minute and uh, what it was is it turned out later uh, that the woman who came to me uh, had been raped as a child and it had all been very nasty. Oh, yeah. Anyway, she was, I, I, I explained to her, look, I don't need to know what your problem was, right? And already I'm um, putting the terminology in the past, right? You know, not what your problem is, what your problem was, right? Already putting it yeah. in the past. And um, so I asked them to make a picture basically of the problem. Then in the next technique, I asked them to make a movie about the problem. And um, 
the, the, I spend, would you like me to just explain the techniques? It's quite. Please. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so the first technique, I mean, you, you, you know, you could do it yourself. And if you're driving, don't do it. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> close your eyes. Right. So, you know, so if you're doing something, you don't want to, don't want to yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, if you close your eyes, Lou, yeah. and what, what I'd like you to do, can you imagine if, let, let's say there's one person in your life who, who was super nasty and you just wanted to forget all about them. Maybe they crop up in your mind from time to time. Equally, it could be something you're scared of. Let's say somebody's really scared of spiders or something. The idea of this technique is to make a picture in your mind of what it is you'd, you know, it could be a phobia, it could be, you know, some, some memory, whatever it is, that if you can make a static picture of it, so what I want you to do is imagine with your eyes closed that right in the distance there's this huge billboard with a picture of what you want what you want gone on it yep. so what i want you to do is in full color it's really big and bright i want you to bring it towards you shrink it right down to the size of a postcard turn it into black and white scrumple it up in your imagination and throw it behind your throw it behind your shoulder okay so you've now suggested to your subconscious but here is an image you don't want and you've shrunk it down to a meaningless thing and you've just thrown it away because where do you want the past, right? So this, what we're talking about is in the past. Well, what, what you want with the past, you want it behind you. Yes. So you've just thrown the past behind you, right? Now, funnily enough, this technique, which takes less a, a minute, works really, really well. And um, if, you, if you actually did it, maybe you thought about something, maybe you're concentrating on the, the broadcast, but if you actually did it, the first thing to do is to think about that thing and find that it doesn't affect you anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, this yeah. is the true true test of anything. Has it just worked? It, right now, I just, well, I just did it and it was actually a, a picture of a family member and then I got a bit, I got a bit twitchy then. Do I really feel that I need to throw them behind me? <laughs> Don't worry, they'll still be a little. I'm bit not there. getting triggered. Usually, when I think of this person, I get a little bit triggered, and I and I managed to picture them quite clearly just now without even having a little twitch. So we'll I'm going to work on that, and I'll let you know next time. Okay, do you want me to tell you the second one? Go on then. Okay, the second one is again. Uh, I'll ask you to close your eyes in a moment. So. I want you to imagine yourself sitting in the front row of a really comfy cinema. Okay. A nice plush velvet seat, all super comfy. And I want you just to uh, close your eyes, uncross your legs, uh, if they're crossed. And I want you to see the curtains of the cinema open. And now I want you in your mind at super hyper speed to... Actually, no, let, let me wind you back. First off... What I want you to do is to uh, make, a, make a movie of an event of something happening. It could, 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 could be an event where you kept on seeing uh, spiders or snakes or something and you got scared each time, or it could be uh, some person did something, or you might have an image of you know, some person telling you off. Whatever it is, if, the, if, if you could make a 10-second movie of something you just want out of your mind, you know? Yeah. Uh, so back in the comfy seat again. Yeah. Eyes closed, the curtains open. And now uh, what I'd like you to do is in colour, run uh, 
the event you want to get rid of over and over, like two or three seconds, just wham, wham, wham. Could you do that? Yep. Yep, doing it right now. All right. Okay. Now, um, what I'd like you to do is freeze the last image on the screen. If you imagine you know, somehow the yeah. image got stuck, the film's got stuck in the projection, the last image. And now what, what I want you to do is to run it backwards in your mind with, with circus music or, or something, you know, do, 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 do. run it all back and make them look like idiots. Whatever happened, just run it backwards over and over a few times. All right. Now, suddenly there's been a fire in the projection room and the, the, the film has just burnt up. It's all bubbled away and now there's just bright light on the screen and you can watch the curtains close and whenever you feel like it you can just open your eyes and smiling uh, i can picture that so clearly and, and again, then I, I, i'm not usually it upsets me greatly but watching it play in reverse imagining that music it's an absolute comedy show yeah and that's what we, you know we we take we take the past so seriously. Oh yes. And so if we can make light of it, and you know the you know when I was uh, being taught hypnosis, and I had several teachers. One of them was the author of the book, and um, um, so I lost where I was going with that. You had, you had when you when you first learned the hypnosis, it was the author of the you know a book. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what I was going to say, but. Um, I spent many, many hours, weeks, uh, probably added up to you know, several weeks of learning, studying uh, with, uh, live with you know, a, few, a few people. And I was reading a lot of books as well. And I realized that actually um, self-hypnosis and hypnosis of others is something we do all the time, right? We are in a constant state of hypnosis. A good example is there's a man walking along the street and across the other side, there's this incredibly beautiful woman and he is totally hypnotized by her, right? She has hypnotized him. She's not aware that she's done any hypnosis, but she has, and he's so hypnotized, he walks straight into a lamppost, knocks himself unconscious. So hypnosis is watching the news. Hypnosis is all around us. Hypnosis is advertising, a tone of somebody's voice. Everything is hypnosis. So um, the key to hypnosis par partially is realizing what is the, lang the true language of the mind. And you might say the brain and the mind are two different things, but that's something else. So the, 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 at our core level, the real us does not understand the concept of no or, or any negative Right? There's nothing wrong in the universe, uh, mm. despite what, how individual lives might appear. Everything is unfolding as it should. And therefore, if you're talking to somebody, you always need to speak in the positive. Say what you want, not what you don't want. So if you want something to, to say you're sitting at dinner and you want somebody to pass the salt, you ask them, please pass the salt. Um, the opposite of that would be, uh, many, many years ago, right at the beginning of learning hypnosis, uh, one of my daughters was 
came up the stairs and had, she had a glass of water in her hand. And I knew by the way she was walking, running, that she was going to trip and fall. It, it was obvious, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I said, um, don't spill that, right? I gave her a negative command. Don't spill that is what I said. And she immediately spilt it because her subconscious, which is really doing the listening, didn't hear the don't. She heard spill that, and she did. Now, curiously, the next morning, my one of my other daughters came up the stairs with a glass of water, and I could also see that she was about to fall over. And I said, watch your step, hold it tightly. She watched her step, she held it tightly. Yeah. And yeah. so always ask for what you want. You know, don't... I've just used, it's, I've hard, just used, it's a hard it. thing to master, though, in all honesty, isn't it? I, I just did it myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So um, the first time, after I, I learned self-hypnosis first, after the first, uh, it was a weekend. Uh, about three weeks later, I'm in Ibiza with a friend, and we've both had way too much red wine, and I get a migraine. And at that point, because I hadn't realised how to fix migraines, uh, um, I uh, used to have to go to a dark room and lie down for many hours and just suffer like mad and take as many painkillers as I dared. Anyway, I didn't take the painkillers, but I was getting ready to lie down, and I suddenly remembered I could do self-hypnosis. So 20 seconds later, I turned off pain, like a light switch, bam. Anyway, at that point, I thought this is remarkable, to say the least. And But it didn't stop me getting drunk again a few days later. And I got another migraine. I thought, I, I can fix this, and I couldn't. Mm. Second time, I couldn't do it. And, and the, the pain the first time switched off like a light switch. It didn't just fade away. It, it turned off. Anyway, I rang my a hypnosis teacher, and I said, well, why was that? Why, why could I do it the first time, not the second? He said, well... Your subconscious didn't know you could. You didn't know you could do that. You know, you, you went past all those checks and balances. Pain happens for a reason. If you've been bleeding and you turned it off, you might have bled to death and not felt any pain and died. He said, "You know, what if you said I want my heart to stop?" Now your subconscious has woken up to the fact that you could have got past the first couple of barriers, right, to controlling your body. It won't let you do it again. You're going to have to be cleverer to get round it. Wow. Makes total sense. Total sense. Total so, as always. But what I've seen is most interesting. You know, I, at one point, I don't know, maybe 16 years ago, uh, I was doing hypnosis quite a lot. Um, and um, uh, what I noticed is that the mind was so powerful that it could um, make your eyesight better. But I couldn't make it last, right? I could, I could, you know. I mean, every word that I'm speaking, we, we all, we all hearing it actually in our brains anyway, aren't we? But it's, we're sort of, um, you know, we, we are, we, we are on one level the observer of ourselves. Yes. And really, it's self-hypnosis. If you hear the words and you choose to believe them, to want to make the action that's being suggested. You, know, you and your own mind are, are self-hypnotizing yourself to go along with it. Yeah. You know, not as if you sort down to whether you trust the person who, who is trying to help you. Uh, and of course, not everybody is there to help you. 
No. Um, so uh, I saw all sorts of interesting things happen. And the reason I, I really knuckled down on the nutrition side of things was that I realized, well, if it's self-hypnosis, then people can do it themselves, but they need the fuel and to get the toxins out and so on uh, to, to make it happen. And, you know, forgive me if I've told you this story in the past, but one of the best days I had was about eight years ago when I had four frequency devices. And I quite like some frequency devices. And this, these were pretty powerful. And I wired them all up together to this one poor bloke, right? And at the end of the, um, the, end of the, 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 the session, which is about an hour, uh, he'd come because he got poor eyesight, was in pain, he had brain fog. End of the session, all three things gone, right? Everything's perfect. And I glance over and I've forgotten to switch all four machines on. Wow. Wow. Yep. yep, he did it. He did it. He had belief. He did it. It's a bit like the whole, um, you know, the, the placebo effect as well. People don't know they, that they're having their, yeah, wow. Yeah, I mean, mind. yeah, even doctors have seen the placebo effect. Even doctors have seen um, a health reversal that is, in their eyes, impossible. But, yeah. you know, the thing is that we can get ill in an afternoon. You know, people catch, feel a cold coming on, and by 2 o'clock in the afternoon, they've got it. So if something can come on that fast, why can't it be overcome that fast? And, exactly. Um, so the best example that I know of, or that I can think of, is that bacteria, for instance, reproduce incredibly quickly. Every couple of hours or whatever, their reproductive cycle is massive. So, you know, doubling, doubling, doubling. So what if you took something that was an antibacterial, like vitamin C, and if it's doubling every two hours, you hit it every two minutes, every six minutes, every 10 minutes? You hit it faster than it can reproduce. And I'm, I, I know I mentioned this before. There's a, uh, a video called Reverse Pneumonia in Three Hours, where Dr. Andrew Saul with bacterial pneumonia takes uh, two grams, half a teaspoonful of pure vitamin C powder every six minutes. And in three hours, his pneumonia has ended. I mean, that's not going to happen every time. But it's important to understand the principles of of how we get ill and how we can get better fast. Well, we can get, I mean, you, we can. I, I know that for a fact. I mean, I didn't know that until I met you. Uh, I didn't know there are other ways and I didn't know that pharmaceutical drugs were bad uh, until, you know, I woke up. But I do think more people are waking up, Clive, and everything can be done naturally. And it is, as you say, it, it is the mindset you're in, completely the mindset and trusting yourself and then trusting somebody. I mean, I'm, I am blessed and I, and I, and I realise that I do give gratitude that I, I do have you at the end of the phone that I can turn to you and I trust you with everything. But, but a lot of people don't have that. A lot of people don't have that. And they've got to have that trust within themselves. But also, so, they've also got to realise when it's a true emergency. You know, if, if you're, if you've got a burst appendix, um, I, can't, I can't fix those. Yeah. Right. You know, there are, real emergencies. I mean, the, on one level, one might suggest that the best doctors are the emergency room surgeons. Yeah. So their job is not to give you drugs. Their job is to save your life. That, that is, they may give, give you drugs to try and save your life. Yeah. Um, 
but you know they're in it for the ultimate reason you know and i question some other motives within the medical profession absolutely absolutely I'm trying to be very polite today, you may have noticed. You've been absolutely, you've been an absolute treasure as always, but you have been particularly polite. Thank you. Well, we need to do this again. I want to get an update after your, well, we'll, we'll speak before the uh, before the evening with Richard Vobes. How can people get tickets for this event? Is it a ticket event? Is it, how long does it go on for? How long is it, it going to be? It's a ticket event and it starts at seven, but the doors open at 6.30 and uh, it'll go on till 10-ish. Uh, There'll be, um, in theory, question and answer session uh, at the end. I'm going to say a, a bit, Richard's going to say a bit, and um, uh, I, hopefully it'll be a lot of fun, and hopefully people will learn a lot. And if they go to my website, which is clivedecarl.com, they can buy the tickets there. And it's incredibly good value. I decided that... Uh, we charge uh, £25 for the tickets, but you get organic snacks and you get organic refreshments. So it's it's actually, after I pay for the venue, it's actually a bargain because yeah. Yeah, it, it's not it's not going to make us rich, but it should be a load of fun. It sounds like it's going to be a load of fun. So clivedecarl.com for that. All of Clive's supplements and uh, his products go there. There are other products out there. I'm just going from my own personal preference. Um, they fixed me. That's my testimonial. Uh, ClimeToCarl.com. Now, um, I'm not sure. Are you, you know, if you've got a group somewhere around the country and you would like Clive to come and have a word with your group, uh, people can get in touch with Clive. They can email CDC Charlie. Well, Clive D. Carl, CDC at clivedecarl.com and they can book um, an evening. You know, just need to know group numbers, I presume, group numbers and whereabouts it is. And um, Clive, you know, will uh, we'll possibly be able to come and uh, give a talk to your group. So, um, yeah, that's how you email them uh, to get that. So Clive will be back. Hopefully we'll do another show this time next week. I think. I think it's about time we've we've let we've let them slack, but I think we now need to sort of like restart them as well. As especially as there's um, there's lots of things happening. Death seems to be up as well. Clive, just saying, people have seem to be dying very very quickly all of a sudden. And interesting, the timing from the start of that nonsense, and um, when they started doing jabbing, jibby jabbing. Uh, we're starting to see quite a lot of deaths coming about, aren't we, Clive? I don't know if you've heard of anything, but I, I look on my Facebook and stuff and I see, you know, my dad's just passed away. My nan's just passed away. My sister's just passed away. And it just keeps going more so than I have seen in a long time. Well, more so, more so than I've seen before. I'm seeing death everywhere. Well, you know, I mean, there's nothing new because yeah. the First World War, you know, the death cult was it rampant at that point. They're, they're rampant right now. But remember that the biggest weapon that they use is fear. And yeah. can I just point something out? Um, you, you, you probably a lot of people have heard that when they were de developing the atom bomb or the H bomb, whatever it was, uh, I think the Man Manhattan Project, that supposedly they had thousands and thousands of people all working secretly for the good of the nation, and they all of them kept the great secret about the development of the bomb. Now, when I was growing up, when I was young, um, 
we were all the kids were frightened to death about the atomic bomb. This is this was the big threat, and they, you know it was put across as real and was going to happen or could well well happen and so on. Now we were also told that Hiroshima and Nagasaki were uh, damaged forever, twenty five thousand years before things could happen again, or you know long term yeah. radiation half lives and so on. But people uh, are quite happily living in those cities, uh, and they're not ill. Chernobyl, all the animals and plants seem to be doing fine. Yeah. Um, how? So, what if the whole thing was a financial scam, just just like big things like NASA, where it's a good place to lose money? So, why? How could it be that thousands of Americans kept a secret all these years? Well, because it never happened. It never happened. So it was easy to keep a secret. It never happened. Just it was a way of taking loads and loads of money out out of people's pockets, yeah. disappearing yeah. In, into a black hole. That's perfectly, that's perfectly believable, more believable than anything else, to be fair. Well, it's something to think about. You know, I mean, I don't know. Uh, there, there are some great videos of uh, some uh, uh, radioactive uh, plant guy swimming in the cooling ponds because he said they're safe. I mean, you know, I don't know. It could all be bollocks. I don't know. Well, just we just have to keep an eye out, Clive. We just got to keep uh, yeah. out what's going on. But, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. Uh, oh, yeah, I mean... Well, in 1980, I remember this, the headlines were New York to be underwater, um, global warming, yeah. means major ports will be underwater by 2020. No, sorry, sorry but no, by, by the year 2000. In 1980, they said it would be 20 years away. And, you know, uh, that, yeah, I think that's probably the same time that Al Gore bought his beach beachfront house. Yeah. <laughs> well, I remember I went back ages ago and just had a look over the years and you go back, you can go, you can find newspaper reports from like the 1930s that we're going to about to enter into an ice age and everywhere's going to, the world's going to end within the next 10 years. You know, it, that, oh, we're going to be, um, there's going to be great big floods and it's all going to be, and this goes back to sort of like the, I was finding, because I said, clippings from like the 1940s when the world's about to end. So they, they just regurgitate it all. They just regurgitate things a bit like how they keep official documents signed up to ensure that nobody within our lifetime ever they ever see the light of day. So they'll put the ceiling, they'll put seals on them to not to be opened until 75 years. So many cases in the in, in England, especially. And that's so, what Pfizer tried to do. Yeah. That, that's what Pfizer tried to do. 75. They wanted 75 years of secrecy. But actually, they didn't get away with it, which is unusual. That's amazing. That is very unusual because there are so many sealed documents that you can't go near. A lot of the Jimmy Savile stuff, all documents sealed. For and, and what happened? To, what happened to the documents that, whatever, seven years ago, whenever it was, that Trump said he would unseal all those documents? He did unseal them. He unsealed them all. They just haven't released them. He unsealed them all just before he left. There's been loads of court cases of that because he did unseal them all. He unsealed everything, and this is down to the Office of National, uh, the Office of, it's not National, the, the National Archives in America. There are big questions. Trump, uh, Trump did release it all. He released it all. Actually, I didn't know that. Hmm. Yeah, he did. And then I think that when they, he got it pulled in yesterday, do you know what they're trying to? The main thing they're charging him with, yeah. election interference. How does that one work? Yes, yes, yes. How does that one work? So it's uh, it's uh, exciting times we're living in. 
Like we we all need medals to get through this when we get come out. You know, we're still going to be. I survived. We made it through. <laughs> we well, made it yeah, through twenty twenty five or whenever. But uh, there are loads of good things happening. There are actually. There really are. I mean, I I got a lot out of you know we, we were at the conference. Obviously, the Better Way conference. Uh, it was a fantastic to see so many awake people. Um, in one place and it was from all walks of life it wasn't just you know like ourselves there was a lot of quite a le- quite a lot of left-leaning people all sorts from all places are realizing that there's something there has been something very very wrong and uh hopefully they'll realize the only people who can change it is down to us can i, can I tell you my feelings about evolution go on well i think about it all these species have disappeared and knowing what humans are like you think about the buffaloes in north america because they killed them all just because they could i'm not sure that evolution isn't the excuse for the fact that we wiped them wiped the whole lot out and ate them dinosaur ribs barbecue you know yeah so maybe evolution didn't have i mean i do i don't believe in evolution anyway i believe that uh, we were created uh, but it did occur to me, I mean, the Romans wiped out loads of species, yeah. you know, supposedly for the games. And, uh, you know, maybe we've been at it for ages, these pesky humans, and that you know, we wiped out the giants and the, and the dwarves. And... Exactly. I think so, too. Yeah. Yay! Okay, well, well... Go to carl.com for all of your supplements and if you want the tickets for himself, and Richard Bobes in conversation. Can you just remind us what the date is and where it's at, Clive, please? It's the 4th of July at the Rally Hall, that's R-A-L-L-I, Rally Hall in Hove, in, uh, must be Sussex, I guess. Sussex, yes, indeed. So, clivedecarl.com, um, I'm going to try and get a ticket because it sounds like it's going to be a bloody good evening. So, uh, go to clivedecarl.com for that, and I'm sure Richard and... <laughs> And uh, Clive will be having a little bit of a discussion beforehand to um, let everybody know and remind people about it. Uh, so we're, also, we're also going to, going to live stream it because, um, you know, not everybody. Oh, that's it, safe. That'd be better for me, actually, because it's quite a long way from me. Oh, good. So there you go. You can get get all the information from clivedecarl.com. And I'm sure, are you and Richard going to be doing this little show together beforehand? We are. Good. So check out Richard Bobes' channel and obviously Clive's now. Clive sadly lost his huge YouTube channel many, many, couple of years ago now. He's one of the first ones to go. Um, Channels have been made, but they find out immediately and it's deleted. So Clive's can, all Clive's videos can be found at Brand YouTube on Odyssey, on BitChute, and we've also got a new one called Freedom Social. So they are up on there as well. The back catalogue, I believe, is getting worked on to get all of it because you've been at it so long. But um, you can find most of the things also on the Secret Health Club. All of Clive's videos are also up there. So check all out of that. And we'll come back next week, Clive, if that's all right. Yep, excellent. I've enjoyed that. And I think in the meantime, maybe we could do a show you and I with John O'Looney. And let's ask him about the blood. Yeah, yeah, could do. I've, I've talked to John a couple of times and while he's absolutely wonderful, um, 
I, I really want to sort of take up his time if he's got something new to fair say. Enough, fair enough, fair, fair enough. Well, I was going to get an update with him. So we'll let everybody know what we're going to do and we'll try and find out where the blood goes. And if you know, let us know. Info at libertytactics.co.uk. Thanks so much. And we'll be back next week. We can talk. Stop it. All right.